Welcome to the Plug Into Your Life podcast. I have Carrie Campbell here. I'm so excited to dive into this. Uh, I have three sisters, and I know that the struggles of women and juggling family life and work life and uh, can be a lot of stress. And um, I'm just so excited to have Carrie on. She specializes in um, helping mothers balance the life of, of stress and to eventually be able to do all of those things with minimal stress. And you incorporate all kinds of other things that we'll dive into, uh, EFT, NLP, hypnosis, and Akashic Records, and meditations, and there's so much to do and so many tools to utilize. And it's so nice to have someone that can um, orchestrate that and help someone guide them through that. It saves you time, which is our most valuable thing in life. So anyways, Karen said to me rambling on, uh, thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dylan. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I would love to um, dive into, you started off with a uh, successful career um, in the corporate world. Uh, could you dive into, you know, maybe uh, how that all began and um, your journey into stress and then uh, how you uh, ended up meeting all these other tools that you came into? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got um, a background of 25 years in the corporate industry or corporate sector. Um, and I think I decided pretty early on, I was fairly ambitious and I wanted a career. I wanted to have kids, but I wanted to balance that with a career. Um, and, you know, when I just left, which was only last year, um, I was at a vice president of human resources. So my whole background has been in the human resources sector, doing different things. And just over the years, obviously growing my career within that space, I've got two teenagers, so they're 14 and 15 now. Um, so they came in as I was um, in the throes of my career. And I was in some pretty demanding jobs, but I also know that I did become a workaholic, um, being fairly ambitious, really enjoying what I was doing. And so that I guess juggle became real, especially when the kids were little. Um, and, you know, I had this amazing career, like you said, I feel like it was really successful, but I definitely struggled with the stress, the burnout. I ran into adrenal fatigue um, and just that sort of slowly, I guess, really took its toll on me from a mental, emotional and physical perspective over the years. And it was quite interesting because even before sort of leading up to what I'd call my awakening, spiritual awakening, I just kept pushing through those things. I never stopped. I never slowed down. I very much lived from my mind um, in that just logical, rational place that we're taught to live from. And I got very disconnected kind of with my body. Um, and I approached my coaching through a mind, body, and soul, because I really think that those three things just need to come together to give us more balance. Mm. And so we end up you know, in the, particularly in the corporate sector, we're in a very masculine energy dominated environment, which is all about the push, the grind, the hustle, success, the goals, all of that sort of stuff. And we forget that that more feminine energy flow, that just, there was no place for that. That really wasn't accepted. There was definitely no place for that in business. And so we sort of ended up, I guess, so far on that one spectrum and so now it's really my work is about bringing women back into bringing some of that other more feminine energy back into their life, um, which is that mind, body, soul connection. Yeah. And the mind, body, soul keeps coming up because I, I think it, 
people tend to focus on like one thing or the other, but I think it's so important to incorporate all of it. You know, what, what you're eating. I mean, I, uh, my ex, she had lymphoma in her liver and she was supposed to start chemo. And all of a sudden we went home and got rid of all sugar, like completely transformed our diet, started shopping around the outside of the grocery store. And like, all of a sudden she didn't need it anymore. And then, you know, and then the mind, you know, are you addicted to your thinking and like stress and cortisol and all that stuff going on? And then the soul, you know, like, what are you doing for your soul? I think there's so many different things and avenues people can take. And I think sometimes people get lost and get overwhelmed and then they quit. So having someone like yourself facilitate or having gone through that journey, I think it's so important, right? Yeah, absolutely. It really is. And I mean, I know just that story about your ex that you mentioned, I know people that um, have gone into remission from having cancer with that same approach, cutting out sugar, really watching their diet, just connecting back in. Our bodies contain so much wisdom. And when we live from the mind, we don't tap into that. We just, we get so disconnected. Um, and that's so critical. And I think what it really, where I ended up was I actually had this pivotal moment. Um, and I, pushed through some things. I had some trauma in the last even decade or so, but as I said before, I just kept pushing through. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was laying in bed early one morning and I realized I'd barely slept because I'd been beating myself up all night. Um, and I think at that moment, it really hit me that I had, an, I had let my inner critic just get so bad. Um, and I remember thinking, it feels like I've just gone 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. Like I just was, you know, being so nasty to myself. And I realized that that was kind of the pivotal moment that made me realize I need to do something about this. This isn't sustainable. And my energy, you know, it just feels like I'm trying to get through the day to day and that's no way to live. And so I really went on this journey where I found a couple of key tools that help introduce me to doing things differently. And then I've added so many more to my toolkit since then, but it is this evolution. You have to start somewhere. But for me, meditation was just the key, the yeah. key thing. And I tried that years ago. So when I was had adrenal fatigue, my hormone doctor had said to me, you know, you need to meditate. And I tried it and I just felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't switch my mind off. I felt like I failed at it, but I knew that I had to do something different. And so I found a way that just helped me learn how to do it properly and didn't make me feel like I was failing at it. Oh, wow. Now I'd like to go into that a little bit deeper because I think that is like, that's like the the pivotal moment of transformation is when I, I kind of did the same thing. I, I found myself reaching this place and I, I've had people tell me too, like, you should try this, you should do this. And it just wasn't, I don't know, I, I would quit or give up or it just wasn't resonating with me at that time. And then there was like this, this magical moment where I hit the bottom. It was like, it wasn't a financial bottom. It wasn't any type of other things. It was just that, that, oh, I'm just so tired of feeling this way. Like, uh, I, I too would find myself, I had to like do all these different things to try to sleep. I was taking like tons of melatonin and, um, uh, you know, playing like white noise and stuff, trying to just quiet my mind. And I too found myself like just beating myself up, you know, that inner critic, the oh, focusing on all my problems from the day before. And so you mentioned that, you know, someone introduced something to you 
but then there was this moment where you were just like, oh, I know I have to do something else. Like there has to be something. So when you hit that moment, was it, would you describe it as like a, like a desperation, like a curiosity, maybe like there has to be something else. Like what, what was that moment? If people could like try to obtain that, <laughs> if probably that's even possible. A, yeah, exactly. And I think everyone has their own moment, but mine was probably a little bit of both. Mm. Um, it certainly was the point that I realized that I didn't have the quality of life that I ever really wanted or expected to you get to some point in your life when you you know you've got even just the success but you're not really happy inside um and I really felt like I was living day to day I just that lack of presence with my kids was really getting to me um being stressed the tolerance level goes down you know and I think that in that moment that's when it hit me that something really had to change and I actually had control over that. So that was the next thing that hit me. Ooh. I maybe didn't know how to do it at the time, but I realized this is actually in my control and I can do something about this. And that felt empowering. Um, and, and then the curiosity to go discover, well, how do I change this now? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I found myself always trying to change everything outside of myself. Like, if everybody would just do what I want, like everything would be perfect. And, and then I heard like someone say like one time, like it's, if you can't even change yourself, how do you expect anyone else? How do you expect to change anything or anyone else? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And then it's like, you realize like the only thing you really have control over is your emotional state, which people think they don't have control over, but, and your perception. And there's tools to grab a hold of those control right and so you discovered meditation which was my first tool i discovered um could you describe that journey of because i think <laughs> what you're about to say is what i went through where you're like oh i can't stop the thinking and you think it's about stopping your thinking but then it kind of evolves and so how's that process look exactly it was so challenging to sit down even for five minutes. And that's where I think so many people, if they try this, and I hear this out of, I work with people in the corporate world and I hear this from them all the time. I just can't meditate. You know, I just, I can't stop that thinking. And that's how I was as well. Um, you know, I guess that's a misconception is you think that yeah. you can just switch your brain off. That's just almost impossible to do. And so it was really challenging, but I, just there was something in me that knew that this would make a big difference and so I really I just started setting my alarm waking up 15 minutes earlier um the way I learned it was trying not to do guided meditations because then it just gets you into a habit of being able to meditate anywhere and you know anywhere on your own um and once I think I just started doing it each morning and spending 5 10 and just working my way up to 15 minutes it was so transformative. I could feel just, I was so much calmer throughout the day. I could feel my stress levels decreasing. I was more tolerant. So my kids would do something where I would immediately snap before that, but I just became more tolerant. And it just made such a big difference in little ways that that's what my journey was. I need to continue this. I really feel that this is having such a big impact on me in such a good way. But it was it was challenging at first. Yeah, how long? For me, it was like maybe a couple of weeks, 
I think where I actually started noticing like, oh, like I do feel a little different today. And then it, it almost like provoked me to keep going. Um, I found myself like sitting there and I started off with the guided meditations actually. And then I would like, <laughs> you know, like I was meditating in bed, you know, and I started like forcing myself to get out of bed and go like in the living room. And then like it turned into, you know, five or 10 minutes. And then it was like 15 and then 20. <laughs> That's what I found with guided meditations too. I, and I do use them these days, but sometimes I do fall asleep if it's first thing in the morning after I've just woken up or before bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I think it really, it did take me a few weeks. Even I want to say even a week in or so, I did feel a shift. It took me a few more weeks really to see some big differences where I wanted to, I knew I had to keep going with this and that it really was helping change things for me. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of science behind meditation. So if there's any people thinking, no, this is just woo woo. Um, there's so much science behind meditation and how it can, you can literally change your body with meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. That biochemical rewiring that we can do, um, the neurological rewiring, that's just incredible what science is coming out with this these days to show that you really can change your biochemistry yeah i, I always bring up like um, the placebo effect everyone's familiar with that term but nobody's really looked into it further it's like if you think about it, if you take a sugar pill and you believe it and adopt it long enough and you do it long enough you have a physical change in your body based on just believing you're taking a real substance but um, I think it's like Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you know, if if do you need the sugar pill <laughs> or or can, with your attention and intention, you can cause changes in your life and your body. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, I've become a huge believer in that. And um, I used to approach things from such a logical perspective because that's how I was always taught. But um, but, yeah, I've just become a huge believer in really like we learn through this work that limiting beliefs are what holds us back and um, are causing challenges for us. And if we can change those beliefs and believe into something different, we can actually manifest that into our lives. And so, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, really big into that. Um, so specifically with mothers, I just imagine, I remember my mom, you know, bless her heart, but you know, she had four of us and waking up in the morning, it was just like, she couldn't miss a beat, you know, it was like no time for getting up early. She was already tired, you know. Um, so do you have any thoughts on that and suggestions? Like if someone's starting out and they're just maybe they have several kids, like young ones, even babies. Um, you mentioned learning to meditate without guided meditation and doing it anytime. And I'm into that now, too. Um, could you kind of go through that process? Like what, what, what kind of suggestions would you have for mothers um, struggling with starting and having this busy, busy going on? Yeah. And I think it's, it can be challenging depending on the age of your kids too. And even when I started, I would be trying to meditate. So I'd be sitting in a chair in my room and the kids would be constantly coming in and interrupting or knocking at the door. And I tried to teach them that there's moments that I just need this 15 minutes and please don't interrupt me. And so, but it depends on the ages of kids for sure. Um, I always advise my clients, even just set your alarm. I know sleep is super important, but set your alarm even five, 10, 15 minutes earlier and just take that time then um, to do it. 
or maybe before you go to sleep at night. The other challenge, I think, beyond just meditation with women is we feel like we need to be one superwoman um, and be able to manage everything and be everything to everybody. And two, just we become so conditioned, and I think this is everyone in life, but particularly women, we become so conditioned to meet other people's expectations as well. And so I think we have this perception of what what life should look like um, and we try and meet that. So we try and do things, you know, in a way that looks good to other people or maybe um, has this perfectionistic type of, um, you know, we put all this extra pressure on ourselves. And so it's really unwinding some of that because a lot of that comes from our fears and our limiting beliefs and, you know, the, the inner child kind of all the childhood wounding that we have that we're kind of carrying these beliefs with us. And so, you know, I think it's just pairing back, not living up to everybody else's expectations and really looking at what, you know, what is acceptable now and how can you step into being like doing things in a way that you want to, not because you're worried about what other people might think of you or worried about the judgment other people have. So I think that adds a lot of energy to how we live our lives as parents and, you know, that juggle of how we're raising our kids. And if we're working when we're raising our kids and, and just trying to, um, I guess, essentially do it all and do it all really well. Yeah. Now um, you're touching on, um, now you offer this as part of your um, sessions and um, uh, coaching that you do, but uh, it's like a human design aspect, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I really like that because I think a lot of times you're right. Like we adopt these beliefs and perceptions based on when we're usually younger, as we grow up, we, we become this personality thinking that we have to be a certain way. And Einstein said, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. Well, how do you elevate out of that same mind? Unless you have another perspective, like someone else, I, I, so the most powerful people in the planet have a whole cabinet of people that assist them in having new perceptions. So naturally, if I'm struggling in my life, having someone like yourself or a trusted person that can, in a loving way, um, offer like, well, there's one way of looking at it, but let's dive a little deeper. Let's go into here. What um, if you have this limiting and belief, let's see where that comes from, you know, and and I think meditation's great. I think people can dive into that immediately, but that, I think that's only one layer. You know, that's like one the initial onion layer. <laughs> you know, so um, it's a beautiful process, and I think uh, having someone like yourself does that. So, could you dive a little bit deeper into those aspects of the human yeah, design absolutely. and where all that plays in? And human design, really, I say there were two things that were life changing to me and that meditation and learning how to meditate was definitely the first one. The second one was discovering my human design. Um, and really, it's like this synthesis of um, ancient Eastern wisdoms with some modern science thrown in as well. Um, and it's a very, uh, it pull, we can pull something called a body graph, but essentially it really gives you a, a roadmap of um of you. So we always say we wish babies were born with like a user manual. Well, this pretty much is the user manual to us. 
Um, and if only more people knew about this and it's really taken off in the last few years because people are discovering, but it gives us like our soul blueprint, um, shows us how we're uniquely energetically and genetically designed. Uh, and it shows us like our gifts and our strengths, our life purpose, who we're actually here to be, how we're supposed to be and show up in the world, how we interact with people, how our energy works, um, how we're supposed to make decisions. Like it just gives you so much rich information. But really the ultimate thing is I call it the permission slip to be yourself because we get so conditioned um, and it starts in our childhood and we say we form, I guess, the research showing that we form a lot of limiting beliefs by the age of seven. Um, and then that's what we hang on to throughout our lives. So human design actually shows us where we're more likely to pick up that conditioning and get conditioned uh, into meeting other people's expectations. And so it really starts just showing people those. And I think we, a lot of us know deep down, um, but we haven't been taught how to start stepping into that and how to do the deconditioning work, how to do the healing that we need to do and get rid of those limiting beliefs, the trauma that we've experienced through our life, how to really start, you know, um, working through that and releasing that so it doesn't take up that energy and how to stop. I keep saying stop meeting everybody else's expectations of us and really to step into who we're here to be. Like, why do we come here what is our sole purpose and really start being that in the world? Ooh, that's like some really powerful, powerful stuff. Um, I, I was reading a book called the four agreements and it touches on these big agreements that we adopt when we're younger and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, such good stuff. And, you know, I think about emotions too. You brought up like these things get, trapped inside of us these traumas and so emotion means energy in motion you know it expresses itself in some way but a lot of times and i did this for myself i i don't want to express that emotion i think as mothers i know men especially but mothers they i feel like based on my mother and my sisters and my ex uh, i feel like there's this need to want to control that like, I can't allow this to express myself because I have way too much going on. I have kids and all this stuff. And so what I, I think what happens is that emotion gets trapped in the body somewhere. And then it manifests itself as some type of dis-ease, uh, discomfort, pain, all kinds of th things. Very healing. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And that's been part of my own journey. Um, but you're exactly right. I think that you know, we're either taught um, not to feel our emotions, to kind of push them down. We're either too sensitive or I know this is, you know, a real issue with um, just men in general, that it's, you know, men were kind of taught not to feel their emotions or not to express their emotions. But as you said, like women just feel like maybe they don't have the time to be this emotional hot mess or they don't want to show up in that way. And so the more we resist, the more it persists, as you know, but we don't realize that at the time. Um, and part of when I mentioned the stress and the burnout and the adrenal fatigue that I went through, I had um, ended up with some really bad stomach issues. And I say stomach, brain are linked. Um, I had brain fog. I just kept getting more and more food intolerances building up. And I really thought, even up until recently, I really thought a lot of that was just the stress that I'd experienced. Mm. Now I actually am starting to realize that I think 
that's where I've been storing my emotions. So all the resisting my emotions, I wasn't allowed to feel them as um, in my childhood, going into this, um, these industries, these sectors that it just, you don't have, like there is no tolerance to kind of be emotional and have those emotional expressions. And so I spent so much of my life resisting my emotions and just pushing them down. And I think that's where they've all been pushed to. And that's caused these issues for me now. Um, now, as I'm starting to release those emotions and learn how to actually feel through them, you know, I can see that this is starting to break up and I'm starting to get less issues. Yeah. And, and then there's the inevitable like blow up, you know, where like it's all bottled in and then all of a sudden it just bursts out and you don't know why and what you said. Like... I think, and that's the problem too, as mothers, I think I know certainly, you know, I take it out on the people I don't want to be taking it out to when I sort of had bottled that up and then it exploded and that's my family. That ultimately is partially why I chose to leave my corporate career. And I never thought I would. I actually thought I would be in corporate for the rest of my life. So I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. Mm. But my kids were getting older. They were only, you know, they're only going to be at home for a few more years. And I didn't want their memory of me to be this, you know, person that just worked constantly, didn't have time for them, couldn't really be present with them and didn't have the patience or the tolerance for them. And so that was also part of my driving factor to really transform the way I was living and then learning part of my human design too, which my, the way my energy works is I'm actually not designed to work in an environment like I was uh, with that nine to five. I do have these more, these creative energies that come through and then I'm supposed to rest um, and part of human design, which is so fascinating, is actually linked to like our chakra system with our energies. And within human design, there's these um, centers that are kind of linked to the chakras. And so there are 30% of the population, the sacral, um, like the sacral center, which is like where the life force and uh, energy and the vitality come from. 30% of the population do not have that defined, which means, and I'm one of those 30%, which means that I don't have that natural energy just to keep sustaining on an ongoing basis on my own. Um, and I really draw that from other people. But the problem is when you don't have that defined, you end up with this almost sacral hangover because it's not really yours. You're almost borrowing that energy from other people. And so that explained a lot to me about why I went through this burnout and really struggled kind of with that adrenal fatigue and and just not being able to recover from it. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've, I've just recently been learning about where I draw my energy from. I'm an external. Uh, so I, I, I draw my energy from thinking of the future and other pe uh, serving other people, but some people it's an internal thing and you can draw from that energy. So that's, it's really yeah. cool. So you help people f figure out where yeah. they draw on their energy from and it changed your life. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really showed me that that's why I was having the issues that I have trying to work in a way that wasn't natural to my own energy um, and needing that freedom to be able to work to how my energy actually works. Now, and to, uh, I hear chakra a lot. And I, when I first started down this journey, I, I think there's some uh, emotional or uh, human civilization attachment to different words. So I like to uh, bring up like chakras. When I first dove into this, I didn't really understand all of it. But like, so I try to tell people like your chakras are like 
like your body's functioning without you your 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 sexual glands your organ your stomach your you know your liver these type of uh intestines and stuff and then you got your heart and your lungs and your arms and your throat and then you got your you know your your radio receiver <laughs> and your uh you know your brain and then naturally you have uh, one above you and it's like each of these places has their own mind like their own uh information of things that need to be happening and those centers that's orchestrating what's happening in your body are i are referred to as your chakras they have their own energetic uh life force <laughs> so it's like to touch on that a little bit because i used to be confused when i would hear that yeah no i think you explained it really well and the problem is is you know, we go through our life and we have kind of challenges and we're feeling blocks. Each of those chakras can get blocked in a different way. And so there's ways to sort of start really releasing that by changing your lifestyle and by changing certain things in your life, but energetically also really focusing on being able to release some of that energy that gets stuck in those chakras. Um, certainly your root chakra, which really is kind of at the base there, that for people that live these just you know, extremely busy lives on the go, just not getting enough rest. And, um, you know, that's very often the root chakra can get pretty blocked up from that. Yeah. And um, yeah, really powerful stuff. So anybody inter interested in this, uh, having someone to help you start this process can be really incredible. Um, so you have a website, liveyoursensationallife.com. So I just want to kind of plug in there. If anyone's resonating with this or you're really interested in learning more or getting a, a reading, she's also offering uh, a large discount to try out some services. Um, I recommend checking out her website. Is that the best place to reach you? Yeah, the best place is definitely my website. And also um, I am fairly active on Instagram, which is at coaching by Kerry, which is K-E-R-R-I-E. And I also do try and post on LinkedIn, trying to get more active on LinkedIn as well. Great. Yeah. So yeah, we'll put all those links down below, guys. So check uh Carrie, um, yeah, check you out. Um okay, so you talked about going from corporate to uh entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm sure there was some inner critic and inner um problems going on there and limiting beliefs and like all kinds of emotional stuff that came up around those fears. Um, I'd love to hear more about that and how you ended up kind of overcoming that stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. And as I mentioned before, I never really thought I would go into having my own business and being an entrepreneur. So really making that identity shift has been a huge one. And that identity work is really, you know, and I don't think we're ever done with it too, because we're always up leveling in our life in some way. So I can't say I'm fully done, but I do feel like I've spent a lot of the last seven or eight months almost healing through a lot of my traumas, really focusing on and deliberately trying to reprogram some of that subconscious thinking. Um, I actually started doing certifications myself in hypnosis because I found that to be so effective, uh, learning about NLP and the subconscious mind, learning about um, emotional freedom technique and tapping. So they're modalities that I've used quite a bit to help me through my healing, 
the intuitive work, so healing meditations, the inner child meditations, that's all been really huge. And then really focusing on that identity work as well and really looking at who am I now because I'd been so attached to being this, you know, corporate person and that was um, how I always saw myself and that's what I pinned my success to. So being able to make that shift to now actually know um, I want to be this business owner and I want to grow a really big business from this. I have these big visions, um, but it's really making that identity shift. That's been definitely um, a big part of the work. Mm, yeah. So I had a uh, really successful business uh, for 10 years when it, it wasn't my purpose. I, it was high stress, um, always challenges, problems going on. And I just, I had this inner like knowing like this inner like gut feeling like I just needed out but I just felt trapped like and I was tied to money and like all the material possessions and it was like there's this one day where I was just like this doesn't have to be my identity you know and I think when people have that feeling that sensation and they're they're at that moment it's such a beautiful time it's like it's like the cocoon is ready <laughs> you know and i encourage people to just step into this and i, I think it, it's really empowering having someone that you that can help with that um it probably would have luckily I, I did surround myself with people that were supportive and all of that um but i had to like when you start changing your insides you're you're changing your vibration and uh vibration is Literally, like when you walk into a room and someone's fighting and they're not doing anything at the time you walk in, but you can feel that there's something going on. That's, that's a vibration of energy. That's, a, that's an energetic feeling. And when you change your inside energy of your vibration, your life starts changing. <laughs> and some people freak out like, oh my gosh, this relationship isn't here anymore or my job fired me. Or like, I just wanna encourage people like, that's good. <laughs> your your life is changing to adapt to your insides right did you did you have that kind of thing going absolutely. on absolutely and now you're starting to magnetize what truly is right for you at the vibration that you're now at because i think it is this transition and people do they lose friend groups they lose relationships and that's challenging for people to go through that evolution um as you said people leave jobs, you know, being in HR, there's a lot of people I know, unfortunately, I've had to be on the giving end of like, mm. you know, changing people's lives and not no longer having a job. But a lot of them, when I look back, really realized it was the best thing for them, because that really, um, they became either somebody different or realized that wasn't what they really wanted after all. And then they started attracting the right things into their life that did feel more in aligned with who they are. And so that yeah, that can be a scary process for people. And I yeah. think even when we're mentally aware of it um, ourselves, but still going through it, it's different. <laughs> Very so, different. Yeah, yeah, I almost, I kind of became addicted to letting go of stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, like when you, f the first time, couple times, it's a really scary, a lot of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so scared, you know? And then once you feel the sensations of just that release the it's like these giant weights just dropping off your shoulders it's like oh wow like <laughs> that feels good yeah, I, I started looking forward to okay this is i i'm judging this with my mind on this is good or bad but that's just in here 
if you look back in your life and you look back, like I look back at some of the most terrible things that ever happened. Like I was homeless at one point, like all these horrible things. They were the best thing that ever happened to me. And if you look at your life that way, now I almost am looking forward to a challenge because I know on the other side of that, it's something beautiful. There's something great, you know, and that's, that's when you've really kind of wakened up, I think. And that's the exciting part of it, realizing that you can create something different in your life and that we are fully responsible for that um, by changing that vibration and really doing this work, which makes it so rewarding to come out on the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, but there are a couple rewarding. of things you mentioned too, because I know we talked a lot about the big work, like the human design, and but there's some everyday practices that people can really implement. And I found these to be so transformational um, but certainly gratitude practice is one of those. So by, you know, even being able to just be grateful for what you do have in your life and list three things you're grateful for every single day can start to change that vibration. Um, the forgiveness work. So you talked about letting go. The forgiveness work, I think, is hugely important. So really being able to um, forgive yourself and forgive um, other people that are really still like, taking up this energy that you have and sort of sitting inside when you're hanging on to things and not letting go of it. Um, so there are a couple of big things and then intentionality is another one. But back on the forgiveness, I wanted to ask you, have you heard about Ho'oponopono? Have you ever done that before? No. It's an ancient- Say it one more time. A Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono? A Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I've never a, heard of it. Please it's an know. ancient Hawaiian- tradition technique but it's this like these four statements that's basically um thank you i love you i'm sorry please forgive me and you can kind of say them in any order and you're not really saying them to anyone but you can use this technique if you um if you need to do self-forgiveness which i highly recommend um not hanging on to you know where you think that you've made mistakes in the past or hanging on to that um and certainly if there's sort of any stagnant energy in the background of anyone that you've had kind of tension with or you're still hanging on to just being able to kind of release that and let that go is huge too mm, so you that mentioned yeah I, I did this gratitude list one time uh where i tried to make it to a thousand things i was grateful for wow. ended up forgetting about it and i stopped doing it but i made it to like i think it was like 500 something oh. and you get to this moment where you start repeating a couple times and you're like and it really makes you dive deeper into i am thankful for my fingernails <laughs> you know it's like you start finding these little tiny things it was so powerful you know, um, and that's a vibration, that gratitude. You know, I think we grow up thinking that we need to be grateful or, or thankful or happy when we receive something, right? Like as kids, you're given a toy. Oh, now I'm happy. Oh, you're crying. Here, eat this or here, do this or here's the money. Oh, I'm happy now. And then all of a sudden it transforms into we need everything outside of ourselves to make us happy or grateful. And I think that that vibration of gratitude and thankfulness, happiness, you can have that before the thing. And then that's manifesting big time, right? <laughs> now you helps you manifest too, even being yeah. grateful for what you have. So you're not living in this um, energy of lack or scarcity is huge and really looking around thinking, you know, no matter what 
little you might have, you you can still feel kind of abundant and be grateful for what you do have. But yeah, I got into the practice of even I'll go out for a walk and just notice how green the grass looks and be really grateful that yeah. there's this beautiful green grass there and you know, seeing the best sunset ever. I live in Florida on the actual West coast of Florida. So we have these amazing sunsets mm. and just seeing that and stopping to appreciate it just for the moment um, is huge. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, such a big deal. Um, you know, I, 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 I was, I was in moments in my life where I was like, you don't understand my life. Like if you knew all the things like, but then, and I, I can, Feel maybe someone's thinking that like you don't understand i got this or this guy beats me or or whatever's going on with these terrible things that can happen i want you to ask really because there's someone out there that's walking 10 miles to get water and they have 10 kids <laughs> you know there is and then that even that person could be grateful really because even though you're walking 10 miles to get water there's someone else that doesn't have legs to go walk to get water and even that person like there's that guy uh, i think he passed away now oh i forget his name but he didn't have any arms or legs mm -hmm. doing amazing things you know um speaking and just loving life i th there is a possibility for every single human to be grateful for something and when you can tune into that just keep unfolding that love and that gratitude for that thing until you get to the back end of it where you get to the source of all the love, all the gratitude for everything, right? Oh, so powerful. I just love that. And that is how we really shift our mindset because so much of it and so much of our circumstances and the way we see our circumstances is that mindset. Mm. Um, and that really is so powerful to transform it in such a big way. Yeah, and then you touched on forgiveness. I think that is huge. I, I ended up uh, going through my... I, was in this thing where I, I made a list of all the people that I've harmed or I harmed me. And it was a little scary at first, but I would just go to them and say, Hey, here's my side of the street. I I'm so sorry. I did this. You know, how can I make it right now? And the funny thing is like, I would have this story in my mind that would be with me for years. I'm talking like 20 years. I've had some of these stories going replaying in my head. And the thing about stories in your head is that 50% of it isn't even true anyways. And when I would make this, uh, I guess, amends, it would, it would shed a light that the person that I carried this with didn't even see it the same way. And normally, it was like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you so sorry about that? I'm sorry, actually. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then all of a sudden, you realize, like, this is all just in my mind. And if and when you release those energetic bonds to people, Oh, you're calling your energy back. Now you have more energy to create and do things in your life. You know, yeah, forgiveness. Absolutely. Is huge. And, and those yourself. stories. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because that is taking up so much of our energy that we're just hanging on to. But yeah, so much of it is about the stories we've created or the interpretations of experiences that we've created that story from and just hung on to that. Um, take it really takes up so much of our energy. And that's the I think that's the big thing and part of the work that you know, I know we're all trying to do is just being able to release that and just get back to being your whole self again, yeah. not have that energy stuck into our body. And I know we're getting to the top of the hour, but uh, the last one is intention. Yeah. And oh, intention is so big. I, th I think people don't realize how powerful your intention is. Like, 
I love giving the example of the two plants. There's a lot of people have done this experiment where you have two plants, the same exact plant, you know, same light, same water. And there's a classroom that bullied one plant and then they were loving to the other one and one almost wilted and died. And then the other one grew twice as big. And it's just by focusing their intention of energy, of love or hate, when you do that to yourself, what are you telling yourself when you look in the mirror? You know, are you setting your intention for the day? Today's going to be a good day, you know? Is, is that the kind of uh, intention that you're referring Absolutely. to? Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. And I know, as you said, a lot of people have done those experiments. There's Dr. Emoto who did that experiment, I think, with ice even or water. So he had water where he spoke really terribly to, water that he spoke really loving to and froze it and the way that it froze, the patterns that it froze in. So, yeah, I mean, that that really is setting your intention for how you want to show up. Um, is huge and that's I wish I'd known this years ago because it (laughs) um, much earlier in my career I wish I'd been doing this but that's when I realized that inner critic and the way that I was just constantly beating myself up and it just became worse and worse so the intention of how I was going into my day and how I was going into even transitioning like from work to home not setting intentions around how you want to show up and what you want to call in the energy you want to call in really. um, Now I realize how powerful that is. And I have some exercises that I teach my clients as well, just on transitioning from one activity to another through the day and just taking a few minutes just to drop in close your eyes, just release, like physically try and release the energy that you're holding onto and then think about how you want to show up next. And I think this is a powerful one for women as they go from this crazy chaotic morning of trying to get the kids ready and out the door to shifting into their work environment and being able to just take a few moments and really be intentional about how they want to show up at work and releasing that energy. And then again, when they go from work to home and then releasing the energy of work for the day and then how they really being intentional about how they want to show up with their kids in the evening. Just love this conversation. I could go on for hours on each topic because it's so life transformative. Um, all of these different things, and you package it all together in a in a nice um, way, and allowing people to really transform their lives and their families. And uh, so thankful for you, Carrie, to be on here. Um, so I would like to uh, go into a little lightning round questions. Um, what are five books or not five books uh i'm sorry let <laughs> me restart what is a book tool video movie something that really impacted your life that somebody could check out today i want to mention two books and a podcast if that's okay but two books you. and you actually touched on this before and i only just read it recently it's been around for about maybe 25 years or so the celestine prophecy but that book there just explains how energy works and how we pick energy up from other people and how you mentioned, you know, you walk in a room and you can just tell if somebody's been fighting and it's almost like just really nicely explains the pull of energy between people and, um, and just anything living in the world. So that one's amazing. And then one more time, the Celestine prophecy, Celestine prophecy. Yeah. Prophecy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. And so, and it's a, like a story about energy told in a fable. So it's actually, and I actually listened to it on, um, through Audible and it was read by Lou Diamond Phillips. And that was, I'm so glad I did it that way. Cause he just, the way he, he did all the little voices in the book and it was just really fun to listen to too. Cool. 
Um, the second book is uh, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And I just finished reading this at the end of last year and it was truly amazing. This guy had just the most, he started off wanting to just be, just spend hours and hours and hours in meditation, but he kind of got called out into the world. He started a temple and everything down here in Florida. He had the most amazing career and his whole journey was around the more he just like surrendered to the universe, the more the universe just brought the right things into his path. And it was just an amazing book. Um, definitely worth a read. Yeah. Love that. Um, okay. And I was going to, I was going to ask um, maybe three take three things that people could do, but you already mentioned those. Um, so yeah, I think this has been a really powerful um, show. So Again, if anyone's interested in connecting with Carrie or any of this stuff resonated uh, with you, please uh, comment below. Uh, let us know what you liked or want more of. And uh, check out liveyoursensationallife.com. Uh, definitely uh, sign up with Carrie. And um, she's got some really cool um, gifts and stuff for you guys to check out there. And, oh, Carrie, I just want to say thank you for being on here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a fun time. It's been a pleasure to talk to, and I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, in the meantime, uh, plug into your life, and you can do it. Start uh, speaking life into your life. You are, you're either acting off of fear or love. Choose love. <laughs> All right. Have a good night.